Hey, you're listening to the 19th Bitochen Podcast, and I'm excited to share with you all that Baruch Hashem this past Sunday, the men met, we had 10 people on the meeting, very nice meeting, Baruch Hashem, and I encourage you all to join. Women are meeting tonight on Tuesday, am I correct? Yes, it's Tuesday. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we are growing together, working on Bitochen. I'll just mention somebody asked, on the meeting, somebody asked, what can we do to actually work on, actively, work on bitachin? And it's something which I mentioned in the past, I heard from Yisrael Brag, and suggested working on having a pasuk at your fingertips. Whether it's Baruch HaGever, Shevtach Bashem, Vayashem Eftachai, Rav Brag recommends Hashem Tzvakos Yimonu Miskavlanu Elokev Yaakov Sela, Hashem Tzvakos Asher Yatermut Yachbach, Hashem Eshia, Melch Yanenu Yemkarenu. The psukim that remind us of what we know to be true. When we repeat the psukim, when we repeat, it's like a mantra, when we repeat it over and over again, it, it's choder lalev, it gets into our hearts. And as my Rosh Hashiva said, when it comes to bitachin, it's an emotional thing. It's an emotional feeling. So in order to get that emotional feeling, we have to understand what is it that works for our heart. I've also mentioned this, this is in the Sefer Betach Bashem. He brings down, I believe it was from... Um, Rav Dessler, if I'm not mistaken, we mentioned it in a previous podcast, but it's this idea. Excuse me, saying the Pesukim over and over again helps us remember what it's about. So I encourage you, we're going to work on it this week. Saying Pesukim, I've been trying to do it. I have another suggestion in Mitzvah Shem for next week. And uh, you're welcome to send me an email saying how it's going for you, what's working for you, what's strengthening your Bitochen. I'm happy to share it with the group, share it with the whoever's watching this year. We can work on this together. When we work on it together, it's so different than if we work on it by ourselves. I have to tell you, I just, on this idea of working on it together, I saw an amazing story. There's a new safer from my Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Per. It's called Shoshanat Amakim. You can find it actually on Amazon.com. And in the safer, he mentions a story that happened with Rabbinish. I forget the last name, but it was Rabbinish. He was a certain very wealthy man, grandfather actually of Rabbi Rom Chaim Foyer. And uh, he was a very wealthy man, and he was one of the main, it sounded like one of the main donors for the uh, Navardic Yeshiva. And he would give a tremendous amount of money to Navardic, to the altar, for his yeshivas. And one time, some, some collectors for the Yeshiva of Slabotka came, and this very wealthy man gave them a hundred rubles. And they said to him, a hundred rubles, we know that, with all due respect, but we all know, we know that you gave a thousand rubles to the altar of Navardic. Is our yeshiva any less than the, you know, Slabotka is also a chash of yeshiva. Is it any less than Navardic? And Rabbinish said to them something very profound. He said to them, when the altar of Navardic walks in, it's very different from when you walked in. When you walked in, before you walked in the door, you wiped your feet. You wiped your feet from the dirt, so you shouldn't get my house dirty. When the altar of Navardic walks in, he doesn't wipe his feet. He comes right in. He's not machshiv my wealth at all. He doesn't consider the fact that I'm wealthy to be something important. And because he's not machshiv my wealth, he's not machshiv my money and not machshiv my status. So I feel the same. I feel the same. It, it rubs off on me. So when it comes to giving him money... It's not a big deal for me to give him more money because at the, at the moment that he comes in, I don't feel like the money is so precious or important. But when you guys came in, you wiped your feet before you came in. You were showing that my house is chashuv. My, the floors of my house are chashuv. 
my wealth is important. And so because you came in with that feeling, so I have that feeling also. If, if my money is important to me, so then I'm not going to give it away as much. Very powerful. I mean, there's lots of lessons to learn from it, but what I take out of it is that that's how important it is to be around people who have the right values, who have the value of bitachin. It's so important, how important it is for us to listen to a bitachin podcast, to join together with others who are working on bitachin. When we do that, it rubs off on us because this is what's really important. This is what's, when we see that it's working for somebody else, it helps us to believe that it can work for us as well. And like I said, it's very much an emotional feeling. Bitachin works. It's a fact. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for a person, provides for them whatever they need. It's a fact. But it depends on us. Shashiva told him, Misa, I heard this morning on, on an older uh, Vad from about two years ago. He told him, Misa, that it had happened that, that day. He had heard that day from my friend in Lakewood, Rav Mordechai Diamond. His wife has said to him, they had been looking for, for a house, a place to live. And they had been interested in a certain place. At the last minute, it fell through. They didn't have a place. They were very cramped in the place where they were. And Rav Mordechai Diamond, his wife says to him, that's it, we got to get out of here, we have to do something. So Mordechai's like, all right, I have bitachin that we're going to find a place. Within one minute, the phone rang. One minute. The phone rang and somebody got on the phone. He said, I heard that you, I know that you're looking for a place. There's a guy who's about to put his put his house on the market. He hasn't yet put his house on the market. If you get it now, you can get a great deal and call him call him up. So they called him up. They went over to see the house and they signed they signed a contract right away. That's real bitachim. That's real bitachim. It really can work. It really can work if a person is in the, the right emotional space, the right mental space. There's a lot of things we've been discussing. But certainly it's extremely helpful to be part of a group working on it. And I'm excited that uh, we're starting this back up again for the guys and that the girls, the women have been uh, you know, con- more consistently involved in doing it every single week. So if you want to know more information, if you're interested, please do contact me, Goldberg at gmail.com or group at gmail.com. Both of those emails get to me. And I will send you, if you're a woman, to those who are in charge there. And if you are a man, I shall respond. All right, let's read some, some more chizik inside of Madregas Adam, the altar of Navardic. We're talking about a person who, you know, like all of us, goes back and forth between having trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, realizing and knowing that it's important to be involved in Ruchnius, and to go into the other extreme of thinking, oh, I need to do everything myself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to do it for me. Having that false belief. This is true not, not just in regards, the fact that a person flips from one side to another is not only in regards to rising up on the ladder of seeking spiritual greatness alone. Also, in regards to the way that a person acts, when it comes to his natural inclinations, specifically, a person who understands and he recognizes, meaning he knows the truth, a person who has self-awareness, he knows what he's doing, he notices that when I deal with this particular person, I flatter them a lot. Person recognizes inside himself that his netia, his inclination is to 
flatter people and to try to get on their good side and to say whatever needs to be said in order for them to like him. Anybody who's trying to get in good with him, so he tries to get in good with them, or maybe he's afraid of the other person, whatever it is, but that person, this person we're speaking of is always, he recognizes he's always flattering somebody else. He doesn't really stand strong to his own true opinions. He's busy trying to make other people like him. But the person recognizes it. He feels bad about it. What do I do? It's hard to stop myself. I'm aware of it. So now he decides, you know, I'm changing my ways. I'm going to go out with a strong decision. I'm, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what the Torah says. I'm going to do what's going to help me in my spiritual growth. I'm not going to be afraid of anyone. So that person decides, I'm going to stand strong, I'm not going to flatter anybody, I'm not going to change my opinions for anybody. I'm not going to be affected by anybody who might I might be afraid of. A person might be able to hold on to that decision for some time. The person we're talking about doesn't have the ability to really remain with his decision. It's not to change, not to go off of his decided path. He's afraid of the future. The questions of life. All the needs that he has, they're working on him. To slowly, slowly let go of his decision. And, and this reminds me of something that Rav Brog said also, that that the biggest mistake a person can make is when they're when they're challenged with whatever situation, it looks like something is going to go wrong. It looks like something is going bad. It looks like something might go bad. To start to fall into the fear, to allow oneself to be afraid, that's the first mistake. Because a person at that moment needs to turn around and say, no, I, I'm mamish, believe, kol kulay, that Kodesh Baruch Hu can, can help me, that, I, that it's going to be okay, that it's going to not just be okay, it's going to be great. It's important not to fall into the fear, but, but that's what happens. A person thinks about tomorrow, he thinks about what's going to be, etc. That's the danger. There's somebody who gives him an opportunity to get what he needs. He needs food, he needs money. And he opens it up. He says, oh, maybe I'll be nice to this guy. So his imagination creates all kinds of scenarios, what's going to be, and you know, makes him afraid. He thinks that I must be, I must say whatever I need to say in order to get this favor. This person is the guy who's going to give it to me. I have no choice. I have to say something nice so that I don't get damaged, whatever the situation might be. And in this way, the person causes himself to just give in. He lowers himself. Whatever another person holds, he says, Oh, yeah, you're right, etc. Mahar is called Inyan Eha He's willing to destroy his own opinion about the truth of the Torah because of his inclination towards flattery. His whole day, I'm sorry, his whole life, he has a constant battle. If he keeps going from one extreme to the other, jumping from one side to the other. 
Sometimes he's able to overcome himself, overcome his fears. And he doesn't flatter because he knows it's not the right thing. He knows that this person is saying something which is against the Torah. But most of the time, he, he doesn't do as much mitzvahs. He holds back from doing what he knows is right because of his inclination to flatter others. Because he wants, what does flattery mean? It means I want people to like me. I'm more concerned about what other people will think of me than I am with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu will think of me. He thinks that he has no choice in order to take care of his future. When a person sees that he's inclined to be mevatel them all, what does he want to do? He wants to say that the people who are great are not really so great. They're not really doing what's right. Let's talk about the other extreme. Because it can also happen that a person doesn't want to admit that those who are doing what's right are really are really right. What is the reason? It's because I want to feel better about myself. I'm not doing that, so I gotta I gotta somehow rationalize the fact that I'm not doing what's right. So I have to knock them down. I'm doing what's better. I'm focused on something else that's important, right? You know, sometimes he will have regret in his heart about his path. He'll 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 say to himself, "I'm not. It's not right what I'm doing." His conscience will bother him. Because the person is not hasn't worked on his character. He doesn't have, he's a, a lowly person. He has bad midas. It's very hard for the person to overcome this way. He thinks that by, by speaking this way, maybe other people will think that he's smart and wise. It all comes back to why is the person doing it? Because he thinks that if I do this, if I, if I knock them down, pick myself up, these people will think I'm amazing. Then I'll get my needs. This person who's rich will think that I'm smart. I'll get my needs. And, and this way a person flips from one extreme to the other. And when the true recognition is, is clarified to him, when the, when the truth, when he thinks about the truth, in other words, his conscience pulls at him. Sometimes he'll, he'll say, oh, wow, look at the amazing thing that the people who are good are doing. And he'll try to learn from them. But he keeps flipping back and forth. When his imaginary thoughts scare him, he thinks, oh, no, people are not going to think of me highly. And he thinks he's going to be less than other people in his situation. So he doesn't strengthen himself. I'm sorry to stand up against them. So this kind of person sometimes he'll he'll, he'll say, "Oh wow, the people who are doing what's right are amazing." Sometimes he'll say that they're not so good. He flips this way and that because all he cares about is that people like him. Culture came in and be talking. Now he comes back to be talking, and here we finish off this chapter. 
certainly when it comes to the, the idea of bitachon, shalamin al darkai, in order to stand firm on this path for the loser and not to turn away with it from it. Abir a person has to be very stately, has to be very strong. You know, there's a there's a internal struggle, there's an internal battle that a person has to face off with. To keep trying to figure it out. That's the normal way of thinking. Oh my gosh, I need a certain amount of money by a certain certain day. What can I do? How can I make that money? Which magazine can I read that will tell me the way that that person got rich and then I'll do that thing and the, which PR do I need to do and if I do this thing then if every, if I make the hit video, the hit song, everyone will know me and I'll get all the concerts and all the weddings and all and I'll be rich. Right, so he's busy thinking about all of these chashbainas. It's very hard to stop thinking that way. Right, especially if that's what everyone is saying. That's what all of the magazines are saying. This is what you have to do. You have to put in full ishtadlus, maximum. And it's very hard to give oneself over completely to the the one who makes the, the real decrees. Yeah, you just heard the story about Ramorachai Diamond. We just heard the story about the altar and the Vardic. Just heard this story, that story. It's, it's, I know it's true, but it's hard to get off it. It's hard to get off of my, the way I'm used to. And even though all of these things, all of these types of calculations, how can I make the money? What can I do better? All of these things are, are, are the way of the world. So it's something which really can cause a person to stumble. It's very easy to lose one's hope, to lose one's focus. Someone who's a mavakish, we're talking about here. We're talking about somebody who really wants a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's easy to fall, make mistakes, and end up thinking in the way that the whole world thinks. Right? We're going against the stream here. We're going against the tide. It comes out that if you want to reach the highest levels of bitachon, and certainly if you want to reach the level of somebody who really trusts in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, not flipping from one side to the other, but focused, real, Hashem is the one who's taking care of me. It's not this person who might sponsor my video. It's not that person who might sponsor my video. It's not that person. It's not the people who everyone's going to give me money. All the people are going to buy it. It's not all these kinds of thoughts. So getting to this real level of bitachon is a tremendous battle. It's unclear who's going to win. It's Hara or us. It requires a tremendous amount of strength. Yes, and they say to win, to succeed. And for a person to indeed prepare the path, to feel the truth, and not to turn away from it. So he gives us here, uh, he gives us like, this is how you do it. How do you do it? Prepare the path. You have to feel the truth. You have to feel it. It's a feeling. Don't turn away from it. Right, you come to the place. Yad be talking. You're gonna have a spot. You come there. There's no spot. No, don't give up. Turn around. Come back. There's gonna be a spot. You didn't have a spot. Don't give up on the next time. Strengthen yourself anyway. My bitachon wasn't strong enough, maybe, or maybe Hakadosh Baruch Hu said no. Whatever the reason is, we don't know the chesed of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. 
But that's the that's the yesod here. That's the foundation. Watch out! Don't fall off the path. Don't go to this extreme. We have to, in order to have real bitachon, real bitachon. We're talking about here. It's something that requires ischazkus, strengthening. Come be part of our group. Listen to the shir. Send an email. Call in. Be part of people working on bitachon. Thank you so much for listening.